Oh my goodness. Uh, there it is. Oh my goodness, the recording started. The recording started. But I didn't acknowledge it yet. You didn't acknowledge it. You can't. We can't do the episode until you acknowledge the recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll eyeball you. <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> so we had the longest episode of silence because Brandon was a jerk and he 35 minutes of silence and wouldn't acknowledge. Hate that guy. Oh. Okay, I acknowledge. Here I we are. I appreciate the acknowledgement. Uh, and uh, for those of you tuning in, Nerversity and Tech, I'm Sean. I'm Brandon. And we're going to have fun. Uh, allegedly. 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 We're, we, we're not, we are not uh, licensed to prescribe fun. Um, we can only infer that you may experience fun. Yes. Um, consult your doctor. If the fun gets to be too much, yes. if you're allergic to fun, don't try fun. That's always been my favorite part, by the way, about every single American prescription drug advertisement on TV. So if you're allergic to this medication, don't take this medication. I mean, what a revelation. It's, it's really it's groundbreaking. It is. Yeah, no. Yeah, if you are allergic to peanuts, don't eat these peanuts. I mean, no, really, don't. That's a bad one. It's a okay. rough one. I'm not going to eat the peanuts. I'm just going to have some soybeans. Oh well, okay, that'll work. Yeah, exactly. Are they coated in peanut oil, anyways. No, <laughs> I just don't get it. I just, I just, I just don't get it. It's I... So litigious is. If you American, if you can understand that, if you can understand that, you'll understand why pizza is cut in triangles. It is in the shape of a circle and it's put in a square box. No, I get it. I actually completely get it. No, no, no. That's that's all math and shapes, right? Okay, so think about this. Think about what an absolute nightmare it would be to try to make. A round box. Why not make a square pizza? I mean, they actually do do that. The, the, but... That's just it. They do. So pizza could come in a variety of shapes. In fact, I have seen a giant pizza slice show up in, like as a triangle, in a square or, or, or rectangular pizza box. Pizza can assume any shape. Box much more difficult prospect so now we've now now we've had what that's that's two two complete rabbit holes and we haven't even started on the subject what are we talking about again oh that's right trying to figure out what you want to do with your life now do i want to design a better pizza box that's a good one it's a good one it's worth a lot of money i mean those patents would be hmm or do okay. I want to design a better pizza? Oh, tough call. Mm, I would rather design the better pizza because that's where my special interest lands. Bam! I would, Segway. I would right go in. for the box. But please okay, continue. Okay, that's fair. No, no, that's totally fair. So, so 
the whole purpose of the topic today, actually, and we've just highlighted, this is perfect. It was we've just good. highlighted uh, the, the, the exact juxtaposition of two neurodivergence in selecting the thing if they had to choose that they would do with their time and with their life. And that's what today's episode is all about. Because I think for a lot of neurodivergence out there, um, you go out into the world, you know, and, and this is whether, whether you're autistic, ADHD, OCD, anxiety, uh, um, you know, the list EPD, goes on. bipolar, yeah. the whole list goes on. Figuring out what you want to do with the rest of your life is difficult. I mean, you finish high school and then it's like, okay, pick from this gigantic map of things. But it's all school centric. And, and I think that's like a really interesting problem statement. I think there are a lot of companies that have tried to figure out how to better tailor things in terms of choosing the world of work, in terms of choosing what you want to learn more about. But speaking from experience, I had a heck of a time, and I mean a heck of a time, figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. And it's funny because I'll, I'll, I'll tell everybody this. I, cause I don't mind sharing this. I originally had thought about, I thought about going to art school. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's funny. Cause I still draw. I still draw a lot. I just do it in my sparesies time. I thought maybe here's the, here's the one that'll throw everybody for a loop. I thought maybe I'll go be a youth pastor. I went to Bible college for a full year and that is a true story. That's a true statement. And then, and then I went to college um, and participated in the software engineering program. And here I am today, totally not a software engineer, but I, I do manage them. Um, so I guess the whole point of that as my intro, and I, I want to hear about, cause I know some, we know some of your story, but let's, I want to talk about that is like, all the little kind of bendies because in the course of working in software, I have been a developer. Mm -hmm. I've been a DBA. I've worked in support. I've worked in deployment. I've worked in products. I've worked in release. And then that kind of just enveloped and encompassed everything until it was this conglomerate hodgepodge of, wow. So I'm going to just try and do all the software things. Yeah, not now, but you're basically the man. You're, you know, the, <laughs> the one that reigns over everybody. It's just like, I saw you were away from your computer for six minutes. You know, your break's only for five. I well, no, you know what? Actually, that's it's 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 true. It's it's funny. Like current role wise, I wouldn't say that I've become fully air quotes the man yet. But I can see the air quotes. I'm, they can't. But I'm I, definitely. He's air. I'm definitely kind of like doing stuff that would put me on my way to that point. So it's like, I, I feel like I land in a thing in software and technology. And then I just I take the time and I kind of absorb things. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I figured out. I'm, I'm the absorbing man. Ooh. Oh, I, wait, that guy was a bad guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're like, you're like, Ooh, that's not much better. You're like, uh, <laughs> no, nah, no, no, forget it. Scratch it. Scratch the whole thing. I'm Green I Lantern. I'm Green Lantern. 
Because Green that, Lanterns can only create what they've seen, right? They can only work with what they've seen, and they have to do it through sheer willpower alone. Which is how you end up with with entire comic panels of like certain characters doing battle with like giant boxing gloves or like corkscrews. I don't recall the corkscrew one. I recall the boxing gloves. Oh man, they've done honestly. There is no weird. This has no place in a in a battle of epic proportions thing that they haven't yet. There's a rubber ducky. I'm pretty sure they threw into the mix. That doesn't surprise me. Right? Oh, yeah, the corkscrew is there. Um, anyways, so that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. How about how about you, Sean? Uh man, I've over the years things have like gone all different ways. I mean, in high school, I went to an art school, so my initial thought process was uh technical theater, which uh that yeah, I know. That probably wouldn't have worked I love out. it. No, yeah. no, but but okay, so already. Yeah, keep going. I love it. All right. So technical theater ended up going into the military. That was fun. You know, was um, <laughs> was military police. Uh that you know, given given my neurodiversity background, kind of, you know, you can't really um continue uh along the lines of like uh law enforcement really uh in that regard. Then getting out, going to college was a um, first looking at nursing, changed it to uh, psychology, specifically research, because, you know, trying to figure out myself um, and research has always been pretty cool. I like the statistics part of it, you know, uh, but then at the last minute changed my mind again. You know, it's not like I changed my mind, right? Changed my mind and went to a trade school for computer and networking technology and that's where i ended up as the company that i'm currently at um as support worked my way up through support did do some time as a supervisor so that's my one claim to uh management fame uh i've worked in uh like cloud engineering i've worked in a problem analyst role so, you know, working very closely with uh, a variety of teams, including software engineering in regards to uh, identifying incidents, issues, bugs, yada, yada. Uh, and now I see myself in a very uh, unusual department where I just do a whole lot of a lot. One of those jack of all mm -hmm. trades, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like technically on uh, a team of three people. So, and one of them is a manager. So like 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 a Swiss Army knife. I am really I'm pretty much a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is interesting to me, and I I really I wanted to hear that because I have this kind of theory that it it just kind of takes us, and I'm I'm using the royal us. I'm using the air quotes again. Yeah. So, so that, they can't I, see it. It's happening. I feel like it can take a little bit longer but you get there. Yes, I will 100% agree. And it's it's the situation where, for me, a lot of the times, I have to try something out and try it out for a bit before I'm really, I, I can sit there and go, yeah, this, this isn't really working out that well. 
Um, Cause I think I, like I envy people that are like, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And I am not going to get distracted. I am, I'm going out there. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be really good at it. And that is me. I have nothing but respect for that, but I don't think that's us. No. No, and, no, no. and 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 it's interesting like not not right out of the gate anyways right and, and i get like I'm, that's not to say like everybody i think goes through with schooling and, and college and university they go through this whole uh, self-discovery thing i'm not saying everybody doesn't go through that i just think that for some of us within our diversity we take the long way around but every one of those experiences counts and it builds us into us finding our place our niche our zen i think it strengthens us it's it's like when you're um making a snowman and you start off with a little ball of snow and then as you Mm -hmm, roll it mm -hmm, along mm -hmm. you're building up layers and you're building up the snowman um that that's one way that i kind of look at it no i i think that's i think that's a great analogy actually yeah it's all those little experiences even if they don't directly play into you know what i might be doing now they have enhanced me as an individual and provided me with like a something that kind of like adds like uh, a good example um with the with the military experience being able to uh, respond to a variety of, you know, kind of unpredictable and stressful situations. Definitely very helpful. I'm not saying it was a pleasant experience. Oh, oh, oh God, no. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it has helped me to be able to, you know, deal with, um, you know, kind of like those, those urgent matters, those, you know, uh, like server down things or you know massive outages anything that you might see like in in the it realm of you know kind of like serious incidents that's a really important note though is that that for the things that have helped us grow a lot of those experiences were unpleasant Oh yeah. There's there's almost a layer or level of exposure therapy there. And I'm not I'm not talking about things that are traumatic. I, I want to make sure that I, I clearly just you know create a clear distinction here. Difficult things though, things that aren't necessarily what we uh, thought going into them. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I need an adult and none are present. Um so I think, I think that speaks volumes. Also, just, I'm going to say this out loud, so maybe we both think of it for next time. I think I want to do a talk on just school. School would be good. Oh, I think I, I want would... to talk about school, just school. Because I feel like that could be almost like a multi-parter. Because, man, the facets of that in terms of how it affects us, it affects our kids, it affects where you go in life. Anyways, reeling it back, mm-hmm. made the really motion. Um so you you do these things you experience life what do you think it is what do you think the criteria is that makes it so you land in a place in your journey 
that makes you feel like, huh, like this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing. And not only is this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm getting to do it working with what I would call within a, a safe space with, with your people almost. I, 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 don't, I didn't want to quite say it that way, but it's like, oh yeah, like I feel really good about this. Like I'm excited to talk about releases uh, and, and, and software, which I know, I know not everybody wants to talk to me about that, but that's an example. Yeah. No, how I, do you get, how do you get to that? Well, yeah, I think for me, like, you know, that, that that's a big thing where it's the, uh, kind of like the, um, the values of uh, the place align with the values that are important to you. So it's not just the work. It's not just the work. It's not and, just the work. And, and I think you that's an to, important distinction. Yeah. And I, you have to feel, you know, also the, you know, comfortable in your environment. You know, the, obviously it doesn't matter if you have like a company that has, you know, I, I can't think of really like a good example where this wouldn't be in alignment. But if you have a company that, uh, you know, has the same values as you, but it's kind of like a hostile environment, uh, you're not going to you're not going to really do too well there. I would, well, I would I, imagine I, that the values would probably be more in alignment, though. That's that's an interesting way of putting it, actually, because like, so I've had it described to me that for for you to have a, a, a fulfilling job, mm -hmm. just like like fulfilling, right? Not like, oh, my gosh, I'm working at max like potential, but like fulfilling yeah. and balanced. There are three pillars and you need to at least have two of those pillars be extremely stable. I like this, sorry. Okay, so, but I'm going to throw a curveball in at the end. Okay. Because I just thought about this. So the three, the three pillars are, you like the work, number mm -hmm. one. You like what you do. You like the problems you're getting to solve. This is tailored to you as a person. Okay, that's pillar number one. Pillar number two is the people. Mm -hmm. Now the people is another, it's a layer cake. It's, it's nuanced, right? So it's not just your own coworkers, but it's who do you report to? Who does that person report to? Who do you have to interact with on a daily basis? Maybe it's not just your teammates. Maybe you have really difficult customers. Maybe you have another really difficult department. So again, we're talking about the net total stability of a pillar. Right. Mm -hmm. So any one pillar could be like, eh, it's 70% there, right? Close enough. Yeah. Now, the last pillar is an interesting one to me. And I think it's the most misunderstood pillar of all the pillars. And it's compensation. Now, when I say compensation, and this is the little tangent I wanted to go on, is you look at that pillar and I think a lot of people just see dollar signs. Yeah, right? no, I mean, see dollar signs. I I'm sure I would have in the past, but yeah, but you learn, right. And, and I think this is an important note when it comes to finding your, your work and your, your place and in, in, in work is it's not just about the dollar signs. Um, 
there's a song and it's like trying to force its way to the front of my brain. You got this. I believe in you. No, it's not. I'm not going to let it, it's going to, it'll take me over. Um, so anyways, the, the, the whole thing about it being just money, it's also benefits Mm -hmm. of a variety of different types. Um, there's almost a level that it shares with the person level, which is culture. That's how people are expected to act. And then there's also what you get in terms of, of your downtime, your time off. That's a good point. Is your, is your time respected? Because contrary to popular belief, because uh, I've heard this a lot, uh, time and money are not actually equal things. I, time yeah. is not time is not equal to money. Time is way more valuable than money. Time is way more valuable than money. When you are able to give people their time and respect that time, my goodness gracious, what a huge thing. And so the entire point of this little sidebar, this little little ramble that we've gone into here is that you can survive in a job with exactly one pillar that's survival okay that's the bottom of the totem i'm feeling um, a maslow's hierarchy of needs here but kind of sort of <laughs> is with it, corporate culture it kind of is so you can survive with one you kind of start to like i said it's it's ideal if you've got two you you can you can be like you know what i can stick around here for two but man if you end up with three Hell yeah, that's the whole package. Well, and 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 if you think about it, right, this is where the world of work is right now. It's where people are looking. It's where people are are considering their options because if you are given the opportunity to have a job that checks all those boxes, let me be clear: You're no amazing. job is ever going to have every single. Uh, uh, um, Every single column isn't going to be at max percentage. That's impossible. That makes no sense. Take that expectation off the table. But you can get something that's got those three pillars. Oh my goodness. What a treat. It'd be a nice treat. Yeah. I'll, but this I'll is, I think, where companies are going. I, I think so. I, I think there is definitely more of an awareness and more of uh, a push to, you know, really um enhance the the overall experience for the you know for the employees just because people are realizing that it's it it, it almost feels like a power shift you know so it's a, it's funny that you use that word because i agree that's the word that a lot of people would use to understand the conversation that we're having the problem is, is it, it should never actually be about power. Uh, I yeah. agree that the past, if you look at, like when we talk about the way companies were run in the 80s and the 90s and stuff like that, it was very much a, like a power thing, right? Yeah. You know, we'll get you in here, you sign up and stuff like that, but you're going to be here for, you know, X amount of time. You're going to put in this much, get your service rewards, all those kinds of things. And it's interesting because I think if anything now, we are 
more situated to be neurodiverse friendly because people are actually more open to saying this is what I need to be successful. Mm -hmm. And if you have those pillars in a workplace, let's, let's say you don't have the work pillar quite figured out, but you've got the other ones are, are pretty well balanced. How much more likely are you to figure out what that work pillar is supposed to be? Because I think, honestly, I think we would get we would get our best out of people if we have those other things situated, right? Because the company doesn't control, like, honestly, it doesn't necessarily control whether or not you're enjoying the work you do. There's a level where you got to kind of self-advocate, find the thing, right? Yeah. That matches your your values and, and what you want to do with your life and with your future. But that's going to be a whole lot easier if you're not worried about the other stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I say so. Right? Something, something brain function, something, something... I'm not getting brought down anymore. I don't know. Don't <laughs> tread on me. Stick it to the man. I don't know where this is going now. Let's 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 bring it back. Let's segue somewhere back. else. Yeah. 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 I got to segue back into something. Yeah. Okay. So, so the the point the point that I am trying to make. Okay. Is that if you are a neurodiverse human it is likely that the amount of money you make isn't necessarily your top priority when it comes to finding a job. And in fact, the benefits may not be your top priority. Although those, those, those should be up there a little bit because you get some really good things out of, out of benefits in terms of, of, you know, therapies and counseling and stuff like that. I highly recommend it. Yeah. But you, you, you can't really um, overstate the, the benefit of having like excellent healthcare, especially in America, where it's not, you know, jumping through a fiery hoop to be able to see a therapist for like, you know, anxiety or through a fiery hoop. Yeah. Damn. That yeah. paints a picture. Enjoy that visual. I'm, I'm enjoying that visual. I'm, I'm just like sitting here like, wow. I don't know how to tell you that uh how bad uh like you know mental health is here right now i feel like you, you probably you probably i've got i've got idea. i've got a pretty good idea so far but it's, like but like so if you're talking about just like trying to figure out compensation in terms of finding your place what you need to focus on really you should focus on the benefits but more than that you should focus on the flexibility of your work hours and your time off yes because when it hits, guess what? You, you don't get to plan when something hits you. There's something I've learned in life. You don't get to plan it. But if you have a company that's got your back for when situations like that come up, that is huge. And the next level is that culture piece. Find a place that has a culture that resonates with you, that has has people that resonate with you and the rest kind of takes care of itself 
in I, my opinion. I have I have a point about that. Yeah. Find a place where people feel like family, but nobody says we're family here. What if what if they just say hey fam? Hey fam is acceptable. <laughs> but I have definitely learned that you know any any company that touts it like we're all family here is it's just throwing up red flags like it's uh you know i agree there 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 is a toxic variant of that concept and there are non-toxic uh safe variants of that concept yeah the the actually one of the the biggest things i've i've heard um from uh i think it was, it was a former coworker who was interviewing but um a, a good sign that they picked up was if during the interview process and, and now now i'm kind of diving into like interview process but Ooh. during the interview process if you get you know kind of like the vibe that everybody who's you know kind of in the uh in the interview like interviewing you seem to really like genuinely get along and enjoy each other's presence that tends to be a good sign so you you've touched on two very good points number one the trick to finding this stuff out in advance is, is going to be through the interview process. So likely you should be asking a lot of questions, always ask questions. But second of all, we should also do an episode about interviews. That would actually be really good. Yeah. I would like just to an that. entire episode on that subject. So look we at that. Just, we got two future episodes in the bank. I mean, technically we had a third one on back burner too. So, oh yeah, we do. We do have one on Backburner. We're not going to say what that is. Not until not until we know it's coming. Yeah. But then we're going to say it. Um, yeah. But this is good. I I think this is an important conversation. This is an important conversation just in this day and age in general. I think with the way that that the world of work and applying to jobs and interviewing and all that stuff has morphed and changed. I think for me, when I'm out there doing interviews. I want to highlight exactly what a person is going to get themselves into. <laughs> that is good. For lack of a better way of putting it, but like covering these areas because it's very easy to just be like, well, I just need a job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't just do that. Don't just go for a job and, and don't do the whole, it's like, it's not a job. It's a career. That's also maybe a little bit of a, a warning, a warning flag. What, it, what it's really about, though, is is that life and time are, are more important than your job. I agree. Your job will always be there uh, to, to, to come back to. That gear keeps turning. There are things in life that don't work that way. This is good. This was deep. This got deep. It did get pretty deep. It was really it was very interesting. Deep and, and introspective. This is what um, happens when we do these things uh, later in the day. We we start getting all deep and stuff. It's Philosoph true. It's philosophical. true. Well, that's what happens when our weekends are too busy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, I'm going to wrap this up. This has been Neurodiversity in Tech. I am Brandon. I am Sean. Good night, folks. <laughs>